Hello everyone, and welcome back to OK Ringo. This is your first time listening. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, Harrison Garcia. And I'm your other host, Edward Bell. And if you're hearing this, we are already dead. We actually set up this recording to be released in case we both die at the same time. This is our swan song. The chickens have hatched. Okay, the chicken thing would actually be the opposite of what we're talking about. Cockadoodle do. Cool. Anyway, because this is pre-recorded, we have no idea how we died. I'm betting we died in a drug-related incident. Yeah, probably a drug-related car accident, just probably something pretty awful, actually. And in the spirit of death, I thought it'd be fun if we both write obituaries for each other, and I think we should share them now. Yeah. Uh, here's my obituary. Uh, Ed Bell was a really reliable dude if you needed someone to talk about dogs with. And uh, Harrison Garcia was a really great guy to complain about anything in current times with. So if you ever need someone to talk about how it used to be better, Harrison was your man. So my, my niece got a cell phone and she's like seven and it started texting me on the regular basis. And uh, she started sending me all these pictures of these animatronic toys that she's been really into. They all look like, like they're too small to be in the Chuck E. Cheese band, but it looks like that. I was like, oh yeah, that's like a Furby. And she's like, what's a Furby? And I sent her a, a picture of a Furby and she's like, that's old people shit. <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. She's sending you pictures that she finds on the internet or pictures of her current toys? Her current toys. And I was like trying to connect. So I was like, oh, yeah, we had toys like that when I was a kid. And then I sent her a picture of that. And she was like, nah, it's not like not like my toy at all. <laughs> but it's basically you, the thing. Did you have a Furby when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. I definitely had a Furby. Um, we, I had a bunch of siblings and we all had Furbies. We were, very, we were a Furby family. My sister had a Furby. I was never interested in Furby because I don't I think really that, know why. I just was never into it. I think they were definitely geared more towards like little girls, but I was because well, it was like something that you could like nurture and take care of, right? Like, yeah, you could like put to sleep and like feed it, but you could like teach it words and stuff. What I do remember was hearing the story of my dad buying a Furby off a dude in a truck in a Walmart parking lot at like 6 a.m. on Black Friday. Yeah, I got it. You got a bootleg Furby. That's not the real deal. That's some Yeah, I think I think he did what he had to do was sort of the impression that I got. Yeah, that's so crazy. I wonder if that's even still like a thing now. Cause yeah, like our parents had to like go out to the store and like wait in line for like some new bullshit toy that did not matter. Right. Furby, the other big one when we were kids was like Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, there was also fads around things like Tamagotchis and different things like that, if you remember all that. Were you a Tamagotchi guy? I had no, a Tamagotchi. I definitely had a Tamagotchi. I also remember like other like related Tamagotchis. Like I think uh, was was Digipets a thing? Yeah, I think that was like a knockoff. I don't I didn't have that one. I but I remember original. Tamagotchi being the big one, and in some weird ways, I feel like that was just a ploy to like train an entire generation of kids to be totally okay with cell phones. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I guess it totally makes sense because it is—it was sort of like that. But they were like keychains, and they only had like four buttons. 
Right. But I mean, that was all the technology they had at the time, you know, because I don't think it was a coincidence that Tamagotchi was a big thing. And then like not long after that, like my dad got a Palm Pilots. Do you remember fucking Palm Pilots? Palm Pilots. Oh, my God. I do remember those. I don't know anybody that ever had that. Like, I know my dad had a pager at one point, but I think it was like kind of classy to have a Palm Pilot. Like that was uh, because I think I don't think they were around that long, were they? No, because they were around for a couple years and then Blackberries happened. Right. And I remember my dad had a Blackberry and like loved it and everyone was calling it the Crackberry because people got addicted to it. And then within a couple years, the iPhone came out and now literally my iPhone is my life. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of kids just play on tablets today. I guess it's probably one of their main toys. Yeah, so what else was she sending you pictures of then? Because I feel like a lot of kids do get into, like, more games and apps and probably other stuff. Like, what other animatronic-like Furby toys is your niece playing with? So it's like, like, it'll be like a frog that, like, blinks and, like, opens his mouth a little bit or, like, looks around. Or, like, uh, like a horse. They're so creepy. It looks like they would be, like, the animals that, like, Chucky from Child's Play would, like, would hang out with. That's kind of what Furby was like, though. I mean, Furby was, like, kind of creepy. Like, it had big eyes that opened on its own. I remember it had, like, feet that, like, vibrated or some shit, right? Like, it was sort of creepy. Like, it wasn't, oh, yeah, and like, it would, a it would wake up in the thing. middle of the night and just, like, scare the shit out of you. Oh, yeah, that was, like, a big feature. That was, like, a big part of it. Yeah. So what was what were your go-to childhood toys, then, if you weren't a Furby guy? Um, I was of the generation where Teddy Ruxpin was the jam. I don't even know what that is. I know you're slightly older than me, but I have no fucking idea what that is. All right, buckle up, Ed. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so Teddy Ruxpin was a bear, and it was a doll that had a um, cassette tape player in the back of it. And the deal was that it came with Teddy Ruxpin-like story. So you had the doll. And then you put this cassette tape in the back of the doll and then you'd like either read along with the books or it did not take me very long to figure out that I could put any cassette tape. In <laughs> of course. Cassette tape. So then I started just using it to like play like my parents cassette tapes. But then also as every child's toy eventually gets to Teddy Ruxpin had like a whole merchandise thing around it so there were teddy uh tapes and i remember being a kid and having very strong opinions about the difference between the live action teddy ruxpin vhs's and the animated teddy <laughs> ruxpin vhs's there were definitely big differences between the two even though it was the exact same characters because teddy had a buddy named grubby i don't know what the fuck grubby was that sounds I don't... so bad he was conditioning you to have a cool poor friend <laughs> grubby yeah yeah dude, his name was grubby and i don't know if he was like a grubby doesn't have both a mom and a dad <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure if he did man i think that he lived at teddy's house i think that was the deal and then i distinctly remember that in one of the animated vhs's there was a whole storyline about something called grunge ball which, which i don't the reason that grubby doesn't have parents anymore <laughs> I remember a song being like, grunge ball is my favorite sport. And like, it was just like weird, like animatronic ant like characters, like running around bases and shit. 
that is so sad but also i like i like the you were a hipster even at that age you were like yeah i only like the underground tapes i'm not really i don't think i don't think teddy ruxman was (laughs) underground i think teddy ruxman was like just underneath barney as far as popularity for sure but i mean you said you liked certain tapes over other tapes so it seemed like you were already turning into a hipster as a young child you know what? I've never put those dots together, but I think you're right. Yeah, like it just—it sounds so much better. It's you know how like vinyl's warm. Yeah, these ones, <laughs> <laughs> these tapes. Oh, man, I feel like this is some weird fucked up therapy session we're doing right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. What What were you into as a kid? I was into like outdoorsy toys. So like I was really into all like the super soakers. So anything like that, like any of like the Nerf family stuff, I feel like was very popular. Just I think because I had so many siblings, it was easy to do play. Do you remember what? Do you remember what kind of Nerf guns you had? Um, Nerf, I can't specifically remember the. I remember the water gun I was super excited about was the Super Soaker three thousand, where you had a back full of water on your back. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, before you went and played, it took like 10 minutes to fill up your fucking tank with a hose. <laughs> I remember getting my mind blown by the idea of like a pump action water gun. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, insane. Because you're like, this is like a real gun. It's, it's basically all the way there. Yeah, I mean, you're a kid. That's like really all you need. You know, I remember getting a Nerf gun for Christmas that was like a larger Nerf gun. And then I remember as a child making a distinct decision to wanting a small gun to like take with me when I went places. (laughs) Just in case grubby popped up anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Which now that I think about it is really pretty fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, you wanted a piece on you as a child. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I was like going to the mall in the suburbs of New York and wanting to have like a smaller, more compact gun on me at the time i remember watching men in black and thinking that i wanted something like the noisy cricket like a small gun that packed the big punch right so you could be like who runs these seesaws harrison runs these seesaws (laughs) (laughs) pretty much did you ever fuck with cap guns as a kid oh hell yeah hell yeah i remember thinking it was amazing but in hindsight they're so stupid they're the worst, you know. I remember I had several different kinds. Like there was the cap guns that had like the plastic caps that you would just feed through the gun. But then I remember this other style that was like paper caps. And I remember discovering as a kid that I could take an entire roll of paper caps and just hit it with a hammer yep. and it would make a super loud noise. Yep, absolutely. That's what you do immediately. And then you're like, I'm all out of caps. <laughs> that only took like 10 minutes. Yeah, and that was, like, sort of right before, like, your mom could order more on Amazon. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure now kids probably can't play with that because they'd be confused as terrorists or something. Which, I mean, let's be honest. If we're going to really start analyzing some of this (laughs) stuff, uh, a lot of the guns they gave us were kind of weird as kids. Yeah, it is weird that they, as a small child, they, like, get you very comfortable with guns. Yeah, I feel like if you're, like, a boy in America, that's just what is expected of you yeah yeah that's true because yeah even then nerf would also have like nerf swords and like you know anything that you could carry on your person so you get really familiar with like weapons in general as a child in america yeah yeah you know what that's really that explains a lot of things yeah 
that is true i know everyone always blames it on the video games it's like yeah right we were shooting each other in the face when we were like you know single digits you know well yeah nerf guns but also like of course water guns and then did you ever like like play laser tag or anything like oh that? yeah definitely i was afraid you were gonna be like and did you ever like waterboard each other <laughs> <laughs> wait what <laughs> you started to say water and i was like oh man please don't say waterboard you know you didn't have that one nerfs waterboard no all right just me okay <laughs> new from mattel guantanamo bay in a box <laughs> oh my god and then you got to have a second version that comes out later it's like got a way bigger tank now 30 more liters patriot act version. <laughs> right that's what you named the gun the, the patriot act <laughs> yeah it is pretty messed up i remember loving laser tag and paintball as a kid and i remember like for christmas getting like this like yeah, it was like a vest and a gun and like me and my brother and my dad like running around the house messing around with it, you know. Um, I, de I definitely do remember that. And then, yeah, when I was in high school, I definitely had a paintball gun. Never got like super duper into it, but I definitely had friends that, you know, would play paintball on the weekends and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I got into that and it was just a fun thing to do. Paintball is cool. I never got into it, though, because it always just seemed like the kid who could afford the best gun won. Yes, I bought a paintball gun off of like my buddy because he got a new one for Christmas. So I bought his old one, and that shit used to jam all the time. <laughs> yeah, time out, time out. Yeah, that shit doesn't work. That's then you're just getting pelted with paintball guns, and your gun is jammed, and there's nothing you can do. Right. Yeah, that's. I mean, everything that we just talked about, our whole childhood was just preparing us to be little soldiers. <laughs> It's true, little soldiers that are addicted to our devices, because the other thing that I was definitely into as a kid was Game Boy. Oh, dude, the original Game Boy. You remember how big that thing was? <laughs> dude, they were so thick. I remember those old school gray ones. Yeah, it was like the actual size of a brick. It was gigantic. Yeah, no, it was nuts. And then, like, they came out with the Game Boy Color that was, like, much smaller. That was the first one I got. My brother had the Game Boy, my older brother, and uh, I had to, like, share it with him. But the first one that was just mine was the Game Boy Color. Yeah, like, I had a sort of similar story. Like, my parents were pretty anti-video game for most of my childhood. But they finally broke down, you know, when we got a little older. And they bought me and my sister. It was, like, a two-pack pokemon red and blue thing and the whole deal with pokemon blue and red is they had most of the same pokemon but had a couple that were just exclusive to that version right it had like seven each or something it was like so you had to have both if you wanted to catch them all and they had that damn thong so you had to catch them all that's exactly correct and the big crazy technology jump was that those particular styles of game boy color had this little like it was almost like an RFID reader or something at the top of each one. And I remember my sister and I got to a point where we each had enough Pokemon that we could touch the Game Boys together and like trade them through the Game Boys. And that felt so crazy to be able to do that. God, I don't know if I ever had that version. I remember a link cable. Do you remember that? Where you had to get like six inches from the person so you could. Oh, yeah. And then you like are fighting your Pokemon against each other as you're standing shoulder to shoulder. I definitely remember that, but yeah, it's like the version right after that, I think, is the one we had because I remember both the cable where you'd connect the cable. It was basically like a weird USB cable, 
you'd connect that to be able to battle, but then you could trade Pokemon between each other by like touching the like little glass parts of like each of the top of the Game Boys to trade Pokemon. And that was like the craziest thing that we were able to communicate between mobile devices. Yeah. I remember uh, one of my friends at a slumber party accidentally deleted my Pokemon game. So I went and he had like another one too, but he just want, I had like blue and he had like red and he like wanted to play it and he just deleted my game, I guess when I was asleep. I went and I told his mom and she made him give me, he had to trade all of his Pokemon over to me. So I started a new game with like a bunch of killer Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just crying like, cause I'm trading, cause you have to trade. So I would trade him like the worst starter Pokemon. Like the first things you can catch for like his like level 90, whatever. Did you ever play that card game? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had all that shit, man. How about, pogs about what oh do you remember pogs no i don't know what that is really maybe this was a regional thing i'm not sure but right before pokemon i definitely remember it being like before that the big rage was pogs they were these like basically like cardboard maybe plastic discs that kids would collect and i remember they had like tubes that you could keep your pogs in and then people would battle you'd put like your stack of pogs against someone else's stack of pogs and i think that like there was a piece called maybe like the breaker or something and like you'd throw yours at someone else's stack and if you got like the most amount you could take some of their pogs it was like a whole thing that people got into for like maybe two or three years and then everyone just moved off. No, I didn't know that was too underground for me. So you were probably, you were probably right in that scene. I guess so. <laughs> I don't remember it being a scene. I just remember like everyone like being into pogs. It was like similar to like trading cards or like sort of before the concept of like training and like trading Pokemon was a thing. Like, Pogs was the thing that people were doing for like maybe two or three years, circa third through sixth grade. Yeah, I never experienced that. That's uh, that's definitely your bullshit hipster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, I don't, I don't think you missed much. I don't remember it being that cool. Um, I remember it being like kind of lame you know but i'm i'm fully expecting like a lot of that stuff to sort of come back now like pokemon already has right like a few years ago like pokemon go was like the big thing right right yeah that did all of a sudden come out of nowhere people were just back into it again nostalgia yeah i don't think it came out of nowhere though that's exactly correct nostalgia is the way to you know the way to go and i'm gonna be honest man i've fallen into that trap not with pokemon go like i've never played pokemon go i never got into it but I am a sucker for a good, like, targeted Facebook or Instagram ad. And so I've gotten a couple um, weird Chinese Game Boys. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a big fan. So I got – the first one I got was a um, – it's a phone case. It's literally the back of my phone is a Game Boy. And it's a Game Boy that has, like, 40 games loaded into it and because it comes directly from china when you turn it on it 
the first option you see is either Chinese or English game options. And you always pick Chinese for the authentic experience, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm trying to learn myself some Mandarin. Come on. <laughs> That's going to be the big new language coming up soon here, and I want to be competitive. The graphics are just better in the Chinese version. It's just... <laughs> The audio quality. It's better when you really don't know what's going on. Let's be um, so it's and it's got like a lot of the hits. Like it's got Mario, it's got like Galaga, and like a couple games like that. And then recently, I saw another one that was only twenty bucks. And you know, I was a little drunk one night scrolling through Instagram, and I was like, "Fuck it, PayPal Express checkout, let's go." And it's one that's got four hundred games in one. And a lot of the same, you know, uh, there's like five or six different versions of like Mario. Um, and then there's also, you know, a lot of the other ones that you'd expect. But man, there are some on there that are incredibly bizarre. Oh, like stuff we never got. Exactly. Either stuff we never got or stuff that maybe was available like as a cartridge, but no one ever bought it. Sure. Yeah. Like, so even if it was available in the United States, there's no way that people were going out of their way to buy it. So there's one, and I'm not even sure what it's actually called. Because one of the weird things about the sort of like knockoff, like Chinese version of some of this stuff is like they clearly have different names that it wasn't actually initially. So there's one game where you're basically like an owl sort of person. Like, like it's... It looks like a regular human, but it's got like a fuzzy head like an owl. And then you shoot stuff out of the middle of your eyes. And dude, honestly, it feels like like Mario on acid. <laughs> Let's I mean, that's crazy considering in Mario you're already doing mushrooms the whole time, so it's already like a mushroom trip. So I can't imagine that jacked up. There's another one where you're basically like a tank that just rolls through a suburban neighborhood, just blowing shit up. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't release that in America. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? How could that not have played well? It seems like BR game. <laughs> There's another one called like Snow Brothers, where you're both these like big sort of Yeti people. Um, and it's real weird. There's one called Door Door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm certain that it's not the actual name, but quite literally the entire game is you have to open doors to get the like monsters that are chasing you to go in the door. And then as soon as they go in the door, you have to then go back across the door to shut the door. Otherwise, they're going to come out of another door to get you. Gotcha. It's like kind of like whack-a-mole or whatever. It's like whack-a-mole, but also like a weird metaphor for life. <laughs> yeah i mean i guess yeah if you don't if you don't close all those doors in your past it's going to come get you later that's what we've learned so far <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to the OK Ringo podcast. OK Ringo is produced by me, Harrison Garcia, and Edward Bell, my co-host. 
we are available anywhere that you can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Gramcia. You can find Ed on Instagram at Not Made for TV. You can also visit OKRingo.com. We're going to put up information about the podcast and also live shows because, you know, we do those occasionally. We did them more in the before times, but uh, this podcast wouldn't exist had everything not shut down. So you can thank uh, the coronavirus for this podcast. If you enjoyed us, go ahead and rate and review the coronavirus on whatever Yelp page you want to do it on. Doesn't even have to be anything specific. You got a restaurant you don't like? Go ahead, leave a review for the coronavirus and mention this podcast. Just make sure to drop the link, okringo.com, in any of those comments. We do appreciate it.